I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the 10-12, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the 10-12 Network. Find every show on the network at 1012network.com. That's T-E-N, the number 12, the word network. And of course, we are partners with Sports Social, the biggest sports podcast network in Europe. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for our first Picks episode of the season. That's the sigh of relief of us finally being able to be here, talk football. Hell, tonight, the day this episode comes out on Thursday, we have our first Big 12 game of the season. It's UCF Kent State. I don't care if Kent State might be one of the best, it might be the worst team in FBS. It's just nice to have Big 12 football to finally be kicking this thing off after what felt like the longest talking season of our lifetime. Let's get things started. we got to play some catch-up because joining me as they do all season long, every picks episode, my good friends, he is our pro picker, Daniel Alexander. What's up? We're back. I've been in the country for about 20 hours at this point. I just had an awesome two weeks traveling through the UK. Went to Newcastle versus Man City. Caught the Fulham Arsenal draw 2-2. That was so sick. Uh, Chelsea versus Luton. Got a League 2 game in. Partied with the Stockport boys. I was at a little pub called the Prince Albert. That's what it's really called. It's like it's like 200 years old or something. So, you know, no funny, but get your head out of the gutter, boys. We were partying, drinking, having a great time. Huge cram session for this show. Went down on the airplane. I'm ready to rock. And also joining us, as he will every week and does every year, our defending champ, first time, but hopefully not the last time for him, Chris Ross. Yeah, cue the cue the music. I should have had some cued up, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is good. I, got a, I finally got a win. It's been a long off season, so uh, excited to be back. My interest not nearly as long as Daniel's. I didn't have anything prepared. I mean, unless you just got back from Europe at a bunch of excellent Premier League matches, that's that's okay. I did. I definitely did not uh, get a Prince Albert or whatever Daniel did. <laughs> it was a pub, pub <laughs> in Stockport. I don't Easy. know. Like, there are all sorts of things happen in pubs overseas that I am not uh, privy to. <laughs> um, so that's that's all well and good. That's fine. That's fine. I'm so glad to have you guys back. I'm glad for the season to be here it is week one it is week one of the season we've got big 12 i cannot wait look we can just we'll we'll allow the pleasantries to arrive more organically throughout the show as we uh crack jokes and so on we got a busy week plenty of football in action just kind of let everybody know how this works because every you know every podcast is someone's first 
We pick every non-FCS game. We're not picking the FCS games or typically aren't lines, and I'm not going to deal with that stuff. Uh, so we pick every non-FCS game, every Big 12 game, and then we each pick one non-Big 12 game of our choosing. We keep track all season long and then claim or crown a winner uh, who we will uh, we will receive some uh, alcoholic beverages courtesy of the the other two participants. Now this year we are going to do things a little bit differently because these these are going to be longer episodes than usual because there's 14 teams in this conference. So uh, we have earmarked a few games that we've decided are worth spending a little bit more time talking about. And there'll be a few games that we just kind of make picks and, and move through kind of quickly uh, because we just, look, I don't think you want to sit through a two and a half hour episode and we don't really want to record a two and a half hour episode. We could do that. I'm not sure that would be uh, a great idea. And I, you know, I do do this at the end of the day. I would like to go to bed before 1am. So with that said, the 2023 10-12 podcast pick season has officially begun. Let's kick things off with the Thursday night game. The Big 12 season gets underway Thursday night in Orlando at the Bounce House, UCF versus Kent State as of right now UCF is uh, about a 35 and a half point favorite I see a couple 36s we'll see if if Daniel will allow us to have those if we need them uh, over under at about 56 Chris as our defending champion I'm going to allow you the choice of who goes first today I'll go ahead and take it then I'll I'll let y'all pick my pick this is only one side of this if you're going to take, I mean, why would you take a cover on on this game? If if you think UCF much stronger team here, uh, they're not afraid to run up the score this early in the season. They're not afraid to leave some starters in, and I don't think that's going to change as they get ready for Big Twelve play. Get the ones as many reps as they can. Kent State not good, uh, breaking a new quarterback with a poor offensive line. Uh, this is just. UCF all day. I like him to get the win. Maybe I like 45 points, so I'll take the, the over at 35 and a half. Uh, who's next? Oh, I'm picking. Okay. Um, let's. I want to hear from Daniel. I want to, I want to hear how right I am on the. Uh, I don't hate your side. I mean, Kent State's the kind of team where it's like, you know, hold your nose and make your bet, you hope. Although uh, Kent State got blasted today. They were sitting to minus 37. Someone came in, moved the whole market. Brought it down, or excuse me, Kent State was at plus 37. Someone moved the whole market down to 35 and a half. Um, this feels like the kind of game where maybe Kent State will, you know, hang around a little bit for like a quarter, quarter and a half. And when you get teams that can run the ball really well, and UCF is set up right now, you know, Plumlee's going to be the quarterback, um, super deep running back room. Um, I, I think their third back is like a five star recruit that is going to get a little shine this year. Uh, he was at some SEC school, and there's talk of getting him going. This just feels like the kind of game where the second half really gets away from Kent State. But what I'm looking at here, when you got this big favorite at home, first game, total sitting at 55 and a half. This just feels like it has going over late for no reason. Uh, you know, 45-14, 49, 13, something like that. Kent State's trying to rally, push the ball at the end, get themselves a second touchdown in garbage time. I think UCF pours it on in the second half, and I think Kent State does just enough in the fourth quarter to send this game over the total of 55 and a half. Okay. This, look, Kent State might be the worst team in FBS this year. 
They're number 132 out of 133 in ESPN's SP Plus rankings. Now, we can all take SP Plus rankings with a grain of salt, but, I mean, if you're picked 132nd, you're probably not the 20th best team. Um, You lost your coaching staff. It's a tough place to win anyways. They lost a ton off that roster. UCF will win this game, and they should win this game big. That's just a lot of points, 35 and a half. That is a lot of points. I know Kent State's bad, and UCF is good. That's just too many points. I, 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 they probably will. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Like just principle says, I, I can't take a side that's f- more than five touchdowns. So um, I love when we all disagree. It makes this more interesting. Uh, Daniel, I see some 56s on the board, correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely some 56s out there. Perfect. Cause I'm taking the under, I, I just, I, man, I'm probably in the wrong spot, and that's fine. I'm okay with that because I, I don't feel good about any side here, and I, this is the most stay away game of stay away games ever for me because I just I, totals are too high, are too high, point spread is too big. I just I can also see a game where a lot of run of the ball, low scoring in the first half, even though Kent State's bad as as UCF just kind of whatever. How do the new clock rules play into this stuff? I just I'm gonna take the under because I, I, I don't like UCF will have to do all this on their own. They they probably could, but I just I'm 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 staying on the under 56. I do like that because I, I agree. That's what I always wonder with Daniel with the overs on these kind of games. If you think that UCF is doing all the scoring, then why would you take the over when it's like 20 more points than UCF covering? But to your point. It is a lot of points, and these spreads are huge. In fact, there's more games this week that we'll get into with the, these high lines. And I was on, I was agreed with you earlier this week. I was actually thinking, oh, that's a ton of points. But then I remembered, it seems like I always think that this part of the season, like, they'll have so many points. But then teams win, like, 45, 50 points, 55-point game. And you're like, oh, what was I even? They covered this in, like, the first half. And this feels like one of those games. Philip, to support you here, Gus, I think Gus is 7-2-1 and one to the under in his week one games. So that helps you out there. Yeah, 7-2-1 and one in week one. Uh, head coach at UCF, Gus Mozon. I'll take it. Okay. So on that note, by the way, this is our prize picks game of the week. Part of this beginning of the season, part of it is, it's the only Big 12 game that they have some, uh, some opportunities on. Prize picks game of the week. Sponsor here of the 1012 Podcast 1012 Network. It is a fun and easy way to play with a little money, if you want to, on player props. So if you are a UCF fan and you think that Javon Baker, who's been talked about all offseason, a lot of people are really high on, myself included, is going to have himself a coming out party in week one against a terrible Kent State team, then you might want to do what I'm going to do and take the over 57 and a half receiving yards at prize picks. That's my pick of the week on this game. Daniel, what is your pick for UCF Kent State? But Plumley rushing yards. Yeah, I think they had them posted at 40 and a half. Is that correct? Yes, 40 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I hope I only do this one time this year. I'm taking the over. I like Plumlee's it. Gonna, yeah, it's just... Kent State front seven is going to have a hard enough time just trying to contain the backfield of this UCF team. Feels like Plum is going to have plenty of opportunities to use his legs. We're going over that 40 number. Chris, you have a pick in this one? Yeah, I'll uh, actually like Daniel's pick. I think I'm going to ride with that. Um, 
who knows at this point in the season, right? It's so hard to predict these games at this point with nothing to go on, nothing we've seen yet. But man, that's a lot of rushing yards for a quarterback. But I like I like Daniel's pick. I'm gonna ride for it. Ride with it. You guys can make your picks as well. Prize picks is an easy way to play daily fantasy. It is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, pick an over under on their projections. You can win up to ten times on any interesting any entry. Just you versus the numbers. Have a ton of stats to prove from. If you don't want to do college football, don't worry. They've got MMA, NFL, WNBA, MLB. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got FIBA, LPGA. So whatever sport you like, they've probably got it on the app. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to download the app. You use the promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2. And they are going to match your initial deposit up to one hundred dollars so you put in five bucks they're going to give you five bucks you put in a hundred bucks they're going to give you a hundred bucks it's a great play play daily daily fantasy download the app promo code network 12 prize picks match up to one hundred dollars have some fun guys give it a shot play along with us this season with prize picks tcu colorado this is a game with a ton of buzz We'll see if it lives up to the excitement factor, the Deion Sanders factor, the national championship runner-up factor. TCU hosting Colorado on Saturday. TCU currently a 20-and-a-half-point favorite over under, I see 63s, I see 64s, I think I see a 63-and-a-half. We'll have to see how Daniel feels about that one. So speaking of Daniel, based off the order we did in the first round, Daniel, you're up first, sir. What would you like here? This one's pretty... uh pretty easy one for me to take here and, and, and cap at least for me but i lose all the time i'm taking tcu minus 20 and a half i mean it it's been so i can't remember a team that is so bad that has gotten so much off-season hype and i don't know am i really buying that dion's bringing in an entire new team through the portal and he's patched them all together in the last six weeks and they're going to really come out and be competitive in the Pac-12. I mean, hey, if it happens, absolutely more power to them. Um, you know, Bryles is now there with TCU. And let's not forget the the quarterback who's starting for TCU. You know, there's a lot of talk. Max Duggan's gone, all this kind of stuff. The kid who's starting was their starter last year. Like, he was the starting quarterback for a team that played in the national championship. He gets hurt. Max comes in. You start winning, right? You stay with the guy who's winning. I get it, but it's not like, the, you know, they don't have a, a QB who's like a slouch or doesn't know what's going on. And to me, it feels like this offense is way more predicated on uh, Sonny Dykes and obviously through Bryles and not so much on the receivers and running backs that they lost. And I think O-line too. I mean, I think they just sort of had to reload and, and, but if Sunny system can hold it together with the QB, I sort of don't see that big of a drop-off on the offense. And I really just have no clue on Colorado, what they're supposed to patch together defensively. I think they can score some points. I think they can hang, but we can all already see it. It's going to be 14 to seven or 14 to 10 Colorado at the end of the first. And people are going to be posting their Colorado to win the Natty tickets, Colorado to win the PAC 12 tickets. And the final score is something like, you know, 48 to 20 TCU and they just step on the gas and, you know, 38 or 42 points unanswered or something like that. TCU minus 20 and a half. We're going to cash this. TCU is going to win this game. Like I, I, 
I know that Dion said he was bringing his Louis Vuitton to Boulder, but um, I, I think it was. Uh, I think he bought some fakes. Um, I don't. I don't think it's real Louis. I think it could be interesting. Let me think about it this way. Last year, this game was seven six at halftime. It could be an interesting game early on, just because these are two of the biggest mystery teams. Like they just, TCU lost a lot. Like Colorado basically ran off their entire roster and replaced it. TCU lost a lot. It does feel like this game could get wonky and kinky and unusual early out of the gate because it's also week one. All of that said, Daniel, I asked you a question and you texted me the answer. So I'm going to read that. I want to give Daniel his credit for, for supplying me with this one. Since 2012, game one, when each team is playing their first game, the under is 136, 110, and five if the total is 60 or more points. This total opened at 59 and has been bet all the way up. It was 63 and a half earlier today. I've got 64s on the board right now. I know TCU lost a lot on defense. I feel pretty good in saying Colorado's defense is going to be suspect, especially on the off defensive line. I'm taking the under. It's too many points. I'm sorry. I can't believe I'm starting the season with two unders. Like I'm going to regret this, but I don't care. That's too many points. And I and if it just keeps going up, heading to kickoff, I might put real money on the under because this is getting a little bit crazy. I wonder how much of this is the Sean Lewis effect because like Kent State games totals like started Kent Sean Lewis got baked into the total when it was Kent State games. They were putting it higher and higher and higher when he was the head coach there. And I wonder if that's a little bit in effect here with this total of what's well, Sean Lewis this guy's a great OC and he is he's an incredible OC. I'm just I don't uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. it's getting it's getting too weird for me in a week one game too weird. All right, Chris. Yeah, Colorado has an opportunity to come in, make a statement. But I don't think TC is going to have any problem giving Colorado an early welcome back to the Big 12. Um, it's interesting, Daniel said, he, I think he said something like TCU 48 points, which is how much turnover Colorado's had, forty over four dozen players in and out of the program since the last time they played a game. It's just too much. Uh, TC will take a step back this year. But, I mean, that's at, un- at just under two touchdowns, or three touchdowns, at just under three touchdowns, I like TC to get the cover here. I think Daniel's spot on with this one. I'm going to ride with the Frogs at, uh, to cover the 20 and a half. I, I want to stay on something with TCU. Like, let's give them all the credit in the world, right? Like, Last year, they had an amazing season. They were probably, you know, in my opinion, they were probably around the 10th best team in the country and they got a little lucky, but that's what you have to do to get to the national championship. And like, are they going to take a step back? I don't like, sure. Like, I, you know, I, I personally don't think that we're going to see them playing in the national championship game this year, but hot, hot take, Daniel, know. hot take. Uh, but just my point <laughs> being like, you know, people are going to be talking about, you know, if, if TCU is a top 15 team in the country or a top 20 team in the country, like that's going to be a great season for this team and, and for Sonny Dykes. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're going to win this game. But, you know, as the season progresses, if they lose, you know, one or two of those close games that they won last year and people are going to pile on and, and all that stuff, I just think it'll be unfair. That's all. I just, you know, looking ahead here, 
TCU had an amazing season last year and they're going to be a good team. And, you know, for the 12th best team or 17th best team in the country or something like that, that's another great year. So. No, absolutely. It. They're still a quality yeah. team, but I mean, they've had some turnover and I mean, I, I don't know. If, I don't expect them to win the big 12. I don't know how you feel on that. Uh, and, and that's what I mean by step back, but they're, they're a solid team. They had an incredible year last year and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's, um, they're still going to be like a top 15 team. Love it. No, Hey, just, you know, want to just give them a little credit, right? I'm not, I'm not yeah, necessarily no, a big 12 guy. I'm from the outside looking in a little bit on this conference, but, uh, they had a great season. And I still think they're a, a solid team. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want, I don't want people piling on and, you know, beating them up when they're the 15th best team in the country. No, I, I don't think anyone's going to, begrudge TCU for taking a step back if they go eight and four, nine and three. Like it's just, it is the way of the world and of of college football. That's okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, all right, let's blast through a few of these real quick. Oklahoma opening the season against Arkansas State. Total is at 58. Oklahoma currently a 36 and a half point favorite. I think I am up first. I'm just going to make this quick and easy. Oklahoma blasted through their non conference schedule last year. The non conference schedule this year is easier. Oklahoma should be a better team this year than last. Give me Oklahoma to cover the 36 and a half. Chris. Actually, I like that. Can we get it at 35 and a half? I thought I saw it at that. Uh, but I like the pick. I'm with you. I'm not sold on the centers this year. A little spoiler alert for two or three weeks here down the road. Uh, I'm not sold on, on Venables, but I like him to cover in this one. Daniel, do I actually see two 36s at win and station? Uh, yeah, there is 36s. I'd say consensus line right now in the market's 35 and a half minus 35 and a half for Oklahoma. Oh, well then in that case, let's just give ourselves all some nice 35 and a half instead. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, no, that, that's, no that's reason a, to <laughs> make it no, no, at, the, at the time of this recording. That's, that's a very available line. All right. So, uh, Daniel, uh, we're taking the under in this game. Uh, it's, it's going to start slow. Oklahoma state's going to win this game, but if we're going to go into halftime in a situation, of you know 35 to 7 or something like that or or 28 7 Oklahoma this game is going to absolutely shut down in the second half and this game's going to go under under 58 I see some 58 and a half if you would uh see South Point give them to me yeah right. give them to me 58 oh, South Point oh yeah that one's that one's real that's a real line uh yeah Texas opening the season against Rice what a fantastic game that's going to be. Texas, a 35-point favorite. Total is at 59. Chris? This is another one of those big lines. Rice has enough on offense to kind of blow the cover for Texas. Texas gets the win, but uh, I like Rice to cover, even if it's a backdoor cover. Rice plus 35. Daniel? Are there some 35 and a half out there? Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm betting this game right now. As we speak. I see I'm, I'm, one at Mirage, potentially. No, 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 no. It's 35. It's 35. It's 35. Uh, yeah, Mirage, they don't count. Um, I'm Ben Rice. Look, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a look-ahead spot or not or if you believe in that stuff, but Alabama's on tap. 
uh, Rice, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they get uh, uh, the kid with JT Daniels, right? Didn't they, they added him to the mix? Um, I don't know. It's like he's not crap. <laughs> you know, they got someone competent. The coaching staff's been there now for five or six years. Like, look ahead spot for Texas. 35 just seems like a lot their, for, for – That should be their tagline. We're not crap. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, are they good? Probably not, but, you know, not crap. So, uh, yeah, Rice plus 35, look ahead spot for Texas. I'll take it. Texas has not released a depth chart for this week. Yes. I think Texas is going to play conservative. I think Texas is going to be rice and have no problem and keep it as close to the vest as possible before they have to go to Tuscaloosa in week two. Rice, I think they won. Did they win five games? Rice, rice is, there's a very real uh, rice is strapping for a new head coach at some point in this season. Yeah, they won five. They won five last year. It's still rice. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if Rice can do enough to to do the cover. I don't like when we're a consensus. Texas should keep things close to that. Let's do the vest. I'm actually going to take the under 59 in this one. All right. Baylor versus Texas State. This is the last one we're going to blast through before we take a little time to talk about some things. Baylor is currently a 27.5 point favorite. I think I see some 28s against Texas State. Uh, total. This one's a little all over the board. I see 61, 61s, and a half. Daniel, what would you like here, sir? Uh, give me Baylor to cover. He is uh, head coach Dave, man. He's, he's 3-0 and with those giant spreads like that uh, so far. So he's going to keep it going. He's going to become 4-0. He doesn't, he doesn't take his foot off the gas. He doesn't mind blowing teams out at all. So, he, I mean, he did it at Texas State last year, too. What was it, 42-7 to or something like that, 49-7 versus – those guys, yeah, give it to me. Texas State, new head coach. I'm very excited to keep an eye on him. I literally just went brain dead and forgot his name. He was at uh, Incarnate Word last year. He was an OC at UCF. He played for Tulsa. Um, I'm keeping an eye on it. He's he's bringing what is going to be a very fun offense. Um, it's going to be very spread out, a lot of plays, a lot of offense, probably trying to really put up some points. This is game one. It's going to get ugly. Uh, Baylor should roll here without any problems. I will also take Baylor to cover the 27 and a half. Chris? Yeah, let's just make it a sweep. Uh, eventually, I'm going to have to disagree with Daniel at some point here, but yeah, that's what I have. Uh, Texas State, their new offense, I mean, if you blink, you might miss their offensive possession, and Baylor's going to have the ball right back and, and you know, run up the score. I, I feel like... Texas State is just going to have a hard time getting it going. A lot of quick three and outs. And it's just going to be a long day for the Bobcats there. And we have now guaranteed a Texas State cover. Yep. On to the next there game. There you go. Yep. Nice. Backdoor cover. Uh, oh, man. I know I should have taken the over. Uh, that head coach is G.J. Kenny. G.J. Kenny, the name that I could not think of. That's all right. All right. Uh, we're going to move on now. It's been a little time talking about what I think is going to be the most interesting games in the Big 12 this weekend. But before we do that, one of the most interesting things you can do this weekend is go and shop at Charlie Hustle, new sponsor here on the 1012 Podcast and the 1012 Network as a whole, our new partners, and I love them. Our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company, Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. They have more than 30 schools to choose from, including 
all of the current Big 12 teams except for Cincinnati. Patience, Bearcats. They're working on it. They've got Colorado, who'll be part of the Big 12 again soon. And, oh, folks, some of these designs are just absolutely incredible. The Citronaut shirt for UCF is an absolute I have to have it. I must. I've been wanting a UCF shirt. I've got to find one. It's the best Citronaut shirt that I have seen. Y'all, the stuff is good. It's so good. The Baylor collection is fantastic. They got a Baylor stiff arm shirt that I must have. They got a Baylor Bears baseball Raglan shirt with the script Bear or Baylor on it. Folks, this is just, oh, it's so good. It's so good. There's a Texas Tech shirt that has like kind of cartoonish Texas Tech and has the mascot with some smoking pistols. It's fantastic. It's so good. I, go to charliehustle.com. Once you pick out the things you're going to buy, because you're not going to be like, no, you're going to find a few things. You're going to want them. You're going to want to be rocking them this season. Use the promo code 101215. That's T-E-N-1215 for 15% off your order. Not just your first order. Any order you place at charliehustle.com on anything non-sale items. Go check it out now. Go support Charlie Hustle. These folks are based in Kansas City. They are working with the Big 12. They are investing in the Big 12. They want to treat the Big 12 like the conference, that it should, the way it should be treated. But they love the Big 12. So go to charliehustle.com. Use that promo code 101215, T-E-N-1215 for 15% off your order. Charlie Hustle, vintage, made, fresh. All right, speaking of fresh, that's what I feel like this Houston-UTSA game is going to be this weekend. I cannot wait for this. I... I cannot wait for this game. I This has the absolute makings of potentially the best Big 12 game in the opening weekend. You've got Houston. Not sure what to expect for them after a disappointing year. We all know how Daniel feels about Dana Holgerson. I'm sure he'll share his thoughts in a minute, though I enjoy some of the uh, very blunt comments that he had to say about Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, UTSA, I mean, G5 darling, just so much fun. How can you not love the Roadrunners? UTSA is a two-point favorite over Houston at Houston. Total on this one, I've got 60s, I've got 61s, I've got 60 and a halfs. If you want a total, we can shop around and find you the best one. Let's see, one, two, three, one, two. It's me. It's me going first. I love the Roadrunners. And two years ago when I won our picks pods for the season, I did a lot of UTSA picks for my non-Big 12 and won a lot of my non-Big 12 picks because I rode with UTSA. Unfortunately, I'm actually going to take Houston here. And I know it doesn't make sense. And I like UTSA. And they've got back quite a bit. New offensive coordinator. They lost their best wide receiver. I'm still in the Donovan Smith fan club coming over from Texas Tech to Houston. I think Houston will have enough at home in week one to take care of UTSA in another close game, even though this is probably a revenge game because UTSA had that game last year, then Houston came back and got the win. I trust Houston here as a two-point dog. Get the win. I'll take Houston plus two at home. Chris? Yeah. Um, Phil, real quick, how many kids do you have now? Three? I have three children, ages four and under. Four and under. So when Frank Harris started at UTSA, Kids weren't even a thought yet. This uh, is a seventh-year quarterback. Glisten in my eye, just a glisten in my eye. Yeah, yeah this seventh-year quarterback. That's just—I mean, you have to put it in perspective. Seven years is unbelievable. Ah, uh, man, UTSA is going to be good. 
They're Houston. I mean, they're bringing Donovan Smith. He, he's a decent quarterback. I don't have anything against them, but I just have no faith in Dana Holderson. I kind of in there with Daniel, a solid team with a proven leader and an experienced team versus a team with some turnover, a coach that has had multiple opportunities to prove himself, but has failed to walk through that door in a close game. Uh, give me UTSA. Uh, I think it's all for a point and a half. So if I can, if I can get that half point, it's, that it's, would be good. It's it's minus two right now. I mean, is it all right? So, yeah, you're taking it. Yeah, yeah U- minus UTSA two. minus two. Daniel. Yeah. Oh, my turn. You know what? I love Dana. <laughs> I would. I would. What? I would never be. What? I would never be what? smirch. What happened this this off season? <laughs> what do you? Did you guys? Make, uh, did you guys like meet up, have beers? Just, like... You know what? Um, I'm. I'm Turn it over a new leaf. I love Dana Holgerson. Now, look, um, it's hard to see a lot of paths to success for this Houston team. Uh, you know, I know they brought in, uh, you know, they got the new QB people are excited about, but like Clayton Toon wasn't bad. I, I would even say like he was a little underrated. Um, him, and, you, you lose him and you lose Tank Dell. And then they had another receiver too. It was pretty decent, like. You don't just sort of re- – like, you're a team like Houston. You don't just replace that in the portal and with, like, a couple good practices. Like, that was that was real production on a team that wasn't very good. So, it's hard to see where they make up for that, uh, especially early on. But I, that isn't – to me, that's not even their biggest problem. Like, their defense was already awful. And uh, I could be wrong. Again, cram sessions on the plane here. I think they're bringing back three guys on defense – and it's not like they they got you know a bunch of five star guys from the portal to come in and help. And does this defense get any better? Is it maybe worse? I don't know. Like the guys returning, what do they think of this coach anyway? Like so, I bet UTSA. Actually, I bet them like three months ago. Um, I had one book that had them at plus three, uh, and it was a widely available book. It wasn't like you know um, Joe, the local bookmaker, had some bad number. <laughs> you know, UTSA was sitting at uh, plus two and a half or, and you could even get sort of an expensive plus three for like a full month back in June. So uh, I had one book where I was able to bet it. So I bet UTSA plus three. I'm very happy, obviously, with the line move now, you know, picking up five, five and a half points. Uh, one place, though, I- I'm going to take this is I- I'm going to go to the under. I think I do think UTSA covers this game. I just can't go pick him at minus two and I've already got money on him at plus three. Um, but what I foresee here is uh, a Houston defense that will not be able to get off the field on the second half, a UTSA team that is cruising, you know, whatever you, maybe a 31, 14 or something like that, uh, 28, 13 in the second half. And they're able to sort of run the ball, extend drives, five, six, seven minute drives. This game goes under the 60 that's posted. UTSA wins big. Uh, let's see who's providing these. Win and Station look to have sixty ones. Where's Circa right now? They're at sixty flat, right? Yeah, I gotta do something scrolling to find these numbers. It's really frustrating. Uh, looks like yeah, they've got a sixty flat. And if if Win and Station are the only two sixty ones in the world, that feels a little bit like cheating. Let's give me sixty and a half. <laughs> I'll give it to you, sixty and well, so split yeah, split the difference, split the difference. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Okay, I love it. Everyone's got something different. It's so much more fun that way. Um. All right, 
NBC primetime game, huge game, Happy Valley. If you don't listen to Raspy Voice Kids, our West Virginia podcast here on the network, you absolutely should. Their Why We Hate Penn State is fantastic. We've got clips posted on our social media. That includes threads, Instagram, and Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Whether or not this is actually a good game is something that we will see. At the moment, Penn State is a 20 and a half point favorite. Our Mountaineers are a dog. Total is at pretty much a consensus 50 across the board. Looks like, uh, Chris, you're up first, sir. I would like West Virginia to be better. So I'd have any faith in them in this game. Unfortunately, West Virginia is going to have to get a run game going. I don't know how they do that against this Penn State rush defense. West Virginia might be able to keep it close for a while, but I expect Penn State just just to overwhelm them, just to be too much at home, West Virginia on the road. It is what it is. The new clock rule may shorten this game some, keep some points off the board. I would would you say the under was that, the over-under? The total is 50. I was leaning to Penn State at the cover at just shy of three touchdowns at 20 and a half. Uh, but now, you know, I'm going to take an under. I very rarely take over-unders. I'll, I'll take an under. Uh, I think the clock, the new clock rule shortens this game a little bit, and they have a hard time hitting that. All right, Daniel? Yeah, Chris stole my thunder. For me, it's not for me, it's not the clock though. For me, it's um feels like West Virginia lost everybody on offense. Uh except for the the QB that they started at the end of the year last year. I, I know he's back, but um Receiver, and, receivers, but, yes. Uh Garrett Green's back at QB and they brought back most of the, and, last, the offensive line. Yeah, I was gonna say the old line. running back though, right? Uh CJ Donaldson was there last year. He got hurt last year, but he was and he was a first time running back last year as a tight end, but he's back. Just feels like West Virginia um, feels like they might be a little bit one-dimensional on Saturday. Obviously, we, we don't know. I'm making some assumptions they're going to be a little bit one-dimensional and rely on the run against a Penn State defense that is very good. And, and Penn State's pass defense is excellent for college football this season. So even if West Virginia tries to go to the air, I just don't see a lot of success. On the flip side of that, West Virginia's D isn't terrible, right? What's the what's some slogans now in the Big 12? We're not crap. Okay, so um, West Virginia, they're going to be able to hang a little bit with this Penn State offense. I mean, the spread is minus 20 and a half for a reason because Penn State's going to score. But this doesn't feel like a shootout. This doesn't feel like a blowout. This feels like there's going to be a lot of plays in four-yard runs, three-yard runs, seven-yard runs. Penn State moves the clock in the second half. This game's going under 50. And it's not, you know, I know the clock rule is what it is, but I think more it's just because of West Virginia's scheme and that their only strength, in quotes, is because of their defense. Got a lot of Chris and Daniel agreeing here. Yeah, it's, I don't love it. <sighs> this is room for you to shine. Is what All right, well, here, and, and you know what? I, it, the easy pick is to say Maybe Penn State's too good. Picker. They're at home. They're going to blast West Virginia. They're going to win huge. Um, I'm not super confident in West Virginia's defense. I am confident in West Virginia's offensive line. I think they have a C.J. Donaldson and, and some good backs. I don't know what to expect from the wide receivers. And I think Garrett Green is mobile. I think in game one, I, I hearken back to last year when West Virginia went on the road to Pittsburgh and basically fumbled away a huge win. Penn State this year is far better than Pitt was last year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that those are on on even field, 
But I think West Virginia is going to be up for what is still, to some extent, a rivalry game for them. I think West Virginia is going to play, understanding how everyone's been talking about them, understanding what's on the line for Neil Brown, uh, hearing, you know, being picked last in the preseason poll. Like I think week one and early part of the season is is where West Virginia is going to probably play their best football. It's, it's the back half of the season where I have questions as I have real questions about them on the defensive side of the ball. I am going to take West Virginia to cover in this game at plus 20 and a half. Um, I think it being low scoring, I think West Virginia will be able to do enough on offense to keep this game closer than I think most people expect. I, I, I get you got Penn state who everyone's talking about could, could be, this could be their year. This is the year for them. Win the Big Ten, go to the playoff before it expands to 12 teams. This is how good this Penn State is. Everything they've been building to, this is the year for Penn State. And I'm not going to argue against that because of the amount of talent that's there. But I've been told Penn State's really good for a while now, and they've been at best third fiddle in their division in the Big Ten. So, like, I'll, I'll see that Penn State is the awesome juggernaut, make it to the playoff, win the Big Ten. I'll believe it when I see it. And I trust West Virginia in a semi-rivalry game on the road in week one to come out and play their absolute best football. Win? No. Cover essentially a three-touchdown spread? Yeah, I'll take it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Uh, We got one last game to really spend some time on. One more to get through. This is definitely an interesting game because anytime a Power 5 team goes on the road to a G5 opponent, we've got an interesting matchup. We've got an interesting matchup. Texas Tech going on the road to Laramie, Wyoming to face Wyoming. Texas Tech is a 14-point favorite. Total in this game right now is about 50 and a half, pretty much across the board. I think I'm up first here. Perfect. I love that. I'm going to say what my pick is right here. I am taking Wyoming plus 14. Now, I think Texas Tech is going to win this game. I I don't think Wyoming is like live to win this game. Wyoming is top five in returning production. They bring back 83% of their last year's roster. People are very high on Tech. It's easy to bet Tech. Tech's the dark horse of the Big 12. You got people picking Tech to make it to the Big 12 title game. Meanwhile, I think Wyoming is the dark horse in the big in the Mountain West. Like Boise State's the favorite. I think Boise State will win the Mountain West. This is a sneaky good Wyoming team. You're going on the road to Laramie. Chances of isolated thunderstorms during this game and a 13 mile per hour wind. Give me all that in week one on the road in a weird situation against a better than people probably realize team for a dark horse. Everyone's high on Texas Tech in week one. I'll take Wyoming plus 14. Texas Tech wins this game. I'm not picking Wyoming to, to upset here. Not not remotely. But it's just a weird game in week one. 
I don't love Texas Tech and weird games in week one. I'm taking Wyoming plus 14. Chris? Yeah, actually, I, I think I think we cut Daniel. Um, but I, I'm with you on, on this. I do think Texas Tech is going to be really good. And if they're going to be as good as we think, as, as good as you know the buzz is in, in Lubbock right now, this is the game that they have to go win. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be, you know, just, just get out with the win because they, they're going to want to win. They're just going to be, I don't like this spot for Texas tech. It's uh, it has kind of uh, upset alert a little bit. If, if their offense struggles to get going right away, it doesn't click. Wyoming manages to score first, uh, get a little momentum it, it, it's one that it could be close down the stretch and then anything can happen. And and that would be a tough, tough loss for Texas tech. So I, I think you just get in, uh, you try to get your offense comfortable, get it going, take what's given to you and uh, ju- just get the win. I do think Wyoming covers, but I think Texas tech wins by like 10 or so. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's all I have on that one. Yeah, Daniel, you're supposed to be. I'm. I'm sorry. I, I lost track. It's. This is. Look, it's week one of making picks. We're gonna work out all the weirdness ourselves <laughs> in this one, right? There's not. You're gonna have some mistakes ourselves. So, uh, Daniel, what's your pick here? This is tough, but you both picked Wyoming, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is nothing. I would bet. I, I could probably have no money on this game. If I have some money, it'll probably end up being the under. But uh, I have not fired yet. Um, I actually liked Texas Tech at minus 14 in this game. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, cram session. I don't know it. I said, I, I know I've said that like every single time with teams on this, but it's like so much of my homework was done between drinking and traveling in the last <laughs> month. Uh, um, uh, college. Texas, Tech's, Texas Tech's offense is going to be really good this year. It should be. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, should definitely be, you know, should and definitely don't work together. But like talking top 20 in the country, like isn't nuts. It isn't crazy to me. It's like it's if they come out week one and they're actually good, it's hard to see how Wyoming can hang around and cover that game if Texas Tech's offense is good. Uh, with their experience at quarterback, with their loaded wide receiver room, just feels like it's going to be a little too much to handle for this Wyoming team if they aren't able to score. And I do think Texas Tech's defense will be good enough to corral Wyoming's offense. Now, Wyoming's a crazy team, man. They actually they had some games last year where it's like they'd go put up like 30 points and a half. You'd be like, what is going on up in Wyoming? So, you know, it, it's tough for me to cap this game week one with these two teams. But if, if Texas Tech's offense is what – I think it's going to be – I think they should cover this game against Wyoming. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Daniel, you should have gone I, first. I, oh, go ahead. As I said, I, I know we're opposite, but I actually kind of like it because there is a side of me that thinks that while we think this is going to be close, while Wyoming could pose a threat, after – you know, by this time next week, we'd be like, what were, what were we even worried about? Texas Tech covers it easily and just moves on. Because they, they could be that good. They could. They could. I also wonder, you know, we talked about Texas look-ahead factor with Alabama. Uh, 
Texas Tech has Oregon in Lubbock in week two. If you want to talk about potential look ahead, potential mm-hmm. concern about that game. So uh, last Big 12 game on the slate for us, BYU, Big 12 newcomer facing Sam Houston State, FBS newcomer. Uh, BYU is a 19 point, man, this line is all over the place. I see 19, 19 and a half. I see a twenties. Uh, total is around 46 and a half. I think that looks about the most consensus. Daniel, since you were supposed to go first last time and I, I skipped you, I'm sorry. Uh, you're up first here, bud. God, this is just, I'm just going to be guessing. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell. Who's, who, who's BYU playing? Uh, Sam Houston state. <laughs> What state is that? Is that the fifty first uh, state here? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, it's actually an independent oh, country located in the state of Texas. Uh, its own sovereign. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm going under. Just feels like all, feels like feels like uh, when uh, big Big Twelve plays these tiny schools week one, like we were talking about earlier. It's like second half of the. There's like six points scored in the second half. Absolutely nothing happens. Everyone just sits on the ball. We're going under. Okay. Uh, I think the consensus is pretty much 46 and a half. On yeah, this that, that one. sounds right. Yeah. So under 46 and a half. Okay. Uh, I am, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't believe much in BYU's defense. I do believe in BYU's offense. Um, I don't know, squad about Sam Houston State. This was an FCS team last year. It was a good FCS team. It's been a good FCS program. They've, they've made it to the playoffs. But I don't know. So Daniel, I'm going to go opposite of you and take the over and think that BYU is going to put up some points in this game and have a little fun in this game before the schedule gets tough. And Sam Houston coming up with some of that, you know, Texas skill talent puts up a few points and we, we push just past the over Chris. Yeah, I actually kind of like Sam Houston here. Uh, they're coming in with a lot of confidence. They're jumping up, you know, uh, they haven't been beaten down yet. They have an opportunity to make a statement here against BYU. Uh, BYU has bigger fish to fry down the road. I, I don't know. I, I could see Sam Houston covering this. They're 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 a good squad. So, uh, I'll take the twenty points. Yeah, I see. I see a few twenties on the board. We'll give you a Sam Houston State. Plus 20. All right. Uh, we wrap this show up the same way we wrap up every week with our non big 12 pick. You guys can pick any game. That's not big 12 related from the board minus FCS games. Of course uh, you can take the total. You can take the over under or this year you can take the game straight up, but you have to take the dog. You cannot take the favorite. I'm not letting anybody take Ohio state beats Indiana. They're a 35 and a half point favorite. We ain't playing that game fellas. So, Chris, is there an advantage to taking straight up money line? No, it's just if you want to. I'm just trying to yeah, I'm trying to sweeten the pot here, giving you okay. more opportunities. Yeah, well, some some bragging rights, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's what you <laughs> okay. Right, uh, so Chris, I am, yeah, I'm gonna ride a, with nothing to go on. Uh, I don't like betting at this point of the season. I like to have three or four weeks of, of data to look at. Don't um, we all before I'm making picks? Um, so I'm just going to go to my tried and true and take Coastal Carolina for no other reason than it is Coastal Carolina. Uh, they're playing UCLA. <laughs> they're 14 and a half point dog. Uh, if I can get more points than that, I'll take it. But uh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, you you cannot get any more points than that. It is a consensus 14 and a half against UCLA. Of course, 
goes to Carolina, uh, head coach off to Liberty. Not his fault. He couldn't get a real, couldn't get a better job, and Liberty gives him more money. So, yeah. uh, Daniel. Um, look, I don't want people to bet this, but for the sake of the pod, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I took Hawaii plus seven against Stanford on Friday night. I think Hawaii is going to win the game straight up, uh, but I'm not going to take them straight up since I have the benefit of getting the points. Hawaii is at home against what will be, I mean, one of the worst Stanford teams since, you know, maybe, you know, like when Harbaugh took over, whatever, they were one and nine or something. Or, you know, that level of Stanford team is what should be fielded this year. Hawaii's going to win this game straight up. Give me the three and a half. Hawaii three and a half. I like it. Uh, I have, I don't remember, I think I said this at the top. There are only three real bets I've made so far, uh, future bets. It's the Iowa State team total under. And I have bet on what I'm going to call my G5 darling of this season. That is South Alabama. I bet on them to win the Sun Belt West. I like Kane Womack. Kane Womack's going to be a Power 5 coach. I hope he doesn't just go to the SEC, even though he's an SEC guy from the South. I'd love to see him in the Big 12. Uh, I think he is a great coach. South Alabama hadn't had a winning season since it came up to FBS. They won 10 games last year. They didn't lose a lot from last year's roster. They are playing last year's G5 darling, Tulane. Tulane! Tulane favorites to win the AAC this year. Repeat, win that conference again. Doesn't mean as much as it did last year. And I have a thing with G5 teams after like historic seasons, like historically good seasons, where I don't expect you to suddenly fall off the face of the earth, especially when you keep your head coach and your quarterback sticks around. However, they're never quite as good. They're not at the same level as they were. And I like South Alabama. So I get South Alabama plus six and a half, and I will take South Alabama. Plus six and a half. I think this is going to be a a good South Alabama team. I think they're going to make this game interesting at the beginning of the season. I don't think this is going to be a Tulane who just blasts through people, especially not earlier in the year. I'm going to take my G5 darling, South Alabama, plus six and a half. I'm going to talk about them a lot, I feel like. This is my UTSA from two years ago, (laughs) okay? I just, I find my teams, and if they pay off, then I'll, I'll keep riding that horse and, until it's turned to clue. Uh, week one in the books, boys. This was a lot of fun. Always is. Cannot wait. Uh, we've got a lot of weeks to come. It'll be us every Thursday. We will have some guests throughout the year. Uh, we want to hear your picks. Hit us up on Twitter at 1012network, T-E-N, the number 12, the word network. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram if you want to hop into the DMs there. It's 1012pod. We are there as well. You can follow our pro picker Daniel on Twitter at Danner B seven. Chris is not on Twitter anymore. He has chosen to hop off. Can't say that I blame him. That's perfectly fine. No worries there. Oh, nah, uh, I've, I've lost. It's the, it's, I told you week one, we got a lot of things to work out. We're not the only ones who aren't at uh mid season form yet. So you guys got any closing thoughts? It's um, fun to have football I, back. I, yeah, it's great to have football back. I can't tell if I'm going to go 0 and 10 this week or 10 and 0. <laughs> it's, it's like, I mean, this is, I don't know. There's been some rule changes. Um, uh, I, I always go into it expecting 0 and 10. So anything more than that, I'm happy. In, in past years, there's been just lines. You know, I've had a handful of games I've absolutely loved and spots I've loved and bet. Um, that UTSA plus three was really the only thing that I loved grabbing. Well, 
I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody, go shop Charlie Hustle. Don't forget to download prize picks. Uh, if you decide to follow our picks for yourself, don't blame us. We make no promises. <laughs> okay. Um, just, just a warning. Made it clear that we don't know what we're doing. Well, Daniel does. Oh, except for Daniel. Daniel does. Mm, Daniel. No, 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 no. Well, I, I don't no, no. know what I. Let's see. I don't know what I'm doing. I put more time into trying to know what I'm doing. I, I think that, the difference that, is that, like, there's, there's Daniel's actually like betting, and then we're forcing Daniel to pick a bunch of games that he doesn't actually want to bet. <laughs> yes, sure. those are two sure. different things. Sure. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. We got the caveat in. Right at right under the uh right at the end there. All right, guys. We'll be back on Monday with uh goodness gracious sakes alive with Andy and Jamie as we are uh throughout the season to recap the weekend that was and talk about the weekend that will be. We'll see y'all then. Podcast Network.